Hey guys, just wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening to Sidebar Forever. If you like the show, please subscribe to us at sidebarforever.com as well as share episodes of the podcast on your social media. That way, new listeners can find us as well. Here in the States, Thanksgiving and Christmas represent different things to different people. For some, they are joyous times filled with delicious dinners, decorations and presents, crackling fireplaces, and eggnog with a little something in it. For others, the holidays represent the stress of getting together with family, the rigors and expense of holiday travel, and seeing family members with whom one might have beef. So on today's episode, we decided to discuss those differences through the lens of a topic we're calling holiday movies. Now, you know the ones we're talking about. Everyone in the family convenes at the home of the parents, which happens to be large enough to accommodate 10 to 20 people. And inside, you got the grouchy dad, the meddling mom, sibling rivalry, the flirty aunt, the married couple in the family who are on the verge of divorce, the family fuck up, you know, like the druggie or the criminal or the gambler. And of course, tons and tons of badass misbehaving kids. So what are some of your favorite films set around the holidays? Is a home for the holidays movie different from a traditional holiday movie? And why do holiday movies imitate our real lives when a scandalous family secret conveniently comes out while everyone is trying to get together and be festive. I'm Adrian Johnson. Dwight and Swain are sitting across the table from me and we're all wondering who made the mac and cheese this year because it's fine as we have fun discussing holiday movies. Oh, and by the way, for those who celebrate them, we wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Like Adrian, like you were saying earlier in the conversation, you know, having a, a little more time to kind of research this topic and really think about it and uh, and, and kind of see where I, you know, where I, how I felt about it. One of the mm-hmm. things that I, I came to realize, one of the things that I think that I. Um, that was made clear is that holiday movies are not a genre. <clears throat> you know what I mean? You don't think so? You, you don't think so? Not really. Like, so for instance, if you look at a lifetime, (laughs) well, but that's a particular kind of holiday movie. But, um, it's like, uh, if you look at all the stuff that we're going to discuss today, most of it is a genre with a holiday theme. So you got, you know, you're going to have romantic comedies with a holiday theme. You're going to have family melodramas with a holiday theme. You're going to have action movies with a holiday theme. You're going to have absurd R-rated comedies with a holiday theme. You're going to have child adventure fantasies, but it's with a holiday theme, per se. You know what I'm saying? In other words, this is a comedy, but it's a holiday movie. You know what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? No. Well, what about... I see what you're saying, but also at the same time, look at the litany of like, <laughs> look at the litany of those BET Christmas movies. You know the ones, they come out every single season. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? 
Um, there's there's other like movies, and you know, now that I think about it, I might be proving your point though. Like in terms <laughs> of <laughs> because there is always like that uh, movie where it's a gathering of the family and hijinks and problems and family secrets ensue. So you, you, damn it, you know what? You might be right, Swiss. Dang, well, all right, my bad, yo. So, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to be right, per se, but I just was thinking about it. It was like, it's like, okay, uh, it's like a wedding movie. You can mm-hmm. have one that's very serious, that's really about the family. You can have one that's a romantic comedy kind of a movie. You can have one where it's a wedding movie, but it's really about two people in the family who haven't talked for years and they're going to see each other at this wedding. You're telling another story with the backdrop of a wedding or the backdrop of a funeral, you know, uh, death at a funeral or something like that. Um, And so I just find that, and not just Christmas movies, because I do want to discuss, not even discuss per se, but I do want to mention that there are a handful, a very small handful of movies that are like Thanksgiving centric movies, you know, not many, Not many, mm-hmm. but they do have them. So, um, but do you guys have particular movies that you like to watch around the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas, that you watch annually every year, right around the same time? And and um, I'm wondering if, if that's if if that's true for you. Yes, yes, it is. Um, I know for me. And in fact, I, I got to fire it up uh, if I can find it on streaming or on DVD um, out of mm-hmm. my collection. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Clarence! Clarence! Help me, Clarence! Get me back! Get me back! I don't care what happens to me! Get me back to my wife and kids! Help me, Clarence, please! Please! I want to live again. I want to live again. I want to live again. Please, God, let me live again. That, that's a given. That's like base level every season for me. I gotta, gotta watch it. Gotta watch it. And it's a, it's a, once, a once a year thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know you would say a Christmas story, but everyone's supposed to say that. It's on for 24 hours. You know, like <laughs> Christmas Eve. It's just no, bruh. So that that all it, it is it it fits the genre. Well, it fits you know the mode, but at the same time, it's almost like so ubiquitous. It's like a a given. But I will say this too: when my daughters were younger, they probably don't like it anymore. But there used to be like a couple of holiday movies that used to come on, like you know um, Nickelodeon uh, that we used to watch. Silly stuff. Like, there's one movie called Santa Hunters. <laughs> totally silly. Oh, my God. Silly, I want to see that silly. right now. Yo, that sounds dope. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah. So, there's a movie called Santa Hunters. Um, and, um, you know, and a couple of other, like, you know, just, just movies like that. They're totally just innocuous. It usually involves some kid who wants the ultimate Christmas gift. And if they don't yeah. get that Christmas gift, their life will be utterly meaningless. That type of thing, you know. But yet, mm. they, they already live in a house. 
in this room that got like all these toys that they would ever yeah, want. Yeah, yo. And they still want one more? Yeah, yeah. What hey. the hell? Hey, man. <laughs> but you got to, ha I've got to have Turbo Man. I need Turbo Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jingle all the way, yeah. Oh, it's supposed to be classic, yo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know, and, and that, that's another one. I just yeah. came into that actually a, a few years ago. I remember when it came out when I was a teenager. But I was like, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Arnold, Arnold being funny and all hey. of that. I mean, not that hey, funny, man. and then followed by a gunshot. He can be funny, right. but it better, it better be followed by a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. There was a point in his career which was a transition year, right? Where he's, he's trying to reach across the board, do other things. And you're right. There was a thing yeah. was hard to accept him going from an action man to a to comedian. You know, like yeah. that, that 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 point for me was when he when he um did twins. It's like I didn't want to see him in twins with Danny DeVito. Oh yeah. That was obviously yeah. gonna be a comedic thing and I was I wasn't with that, you know. So yep. I understand what you're saying. It was mm -hmm. weird. I I like the fact that uh that he did that movie. That's that's actually one of my yearly watches is to watch Jingle All the Way. Ooh. That's the movie we were talking about for people who are listening. Um Jingle All the Way with uh he's in it, uh Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks' wife is in it, who's, you know, she's been in a bunch of things. Sinbad is in it. And Sinbad, yeah. And uh, Phil Hartman is in it as well, the late Phil Hartman. But that's okay. one that I watch every every year, and I, I really like it because he's so goofy. And I get what like what Dwight is pointing out is, is you know he had reached the point where he was trying to, and he's done it before. He's done it uh, more than once. But you know, Kindergarten Cop mm -hmm. and and other things. Oh where, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want to just be seen as this one thing, and so you want to try other things, and. Arnold already is kind of goofy sometimes in the action movies. He, you know, he, yeah, you know, sure. like when he, there's no goofier fighter than Arnold. So I kind of bought him as that. I didn't really buy him as like the warm dad, you know, Jamie. Oh, I got to get you the Turbo Man doll, you know. I didn't really buy him as. <laughs> <laughs> as the warm dad. But my favorite part in the movie is when he's on the payphone, back when they had payphones, and he calls his house, <laughs> and then Phil Hartman answers the phone. Merry Christmas, Langston residence. Hi, I. Ted? Howard! Hey, buddy, how's it going out there? Everything okay? Yeah, fine. Uh, Ted, I need to speak to Liz. Uh, could you get. Mm. Oh! Howard, excuse me, but your wife's cookies are out of this world. What a. Who told you you can eat my cookies? I'm just helping Liz out a little in the kitchen. She's making up a storm here. Ted, I need to speak to my wife. So could you get her on the phone, please? I think she's in the shower, Howard. Do you want me to go check? No! Who told you you could eat my cookies? You know, and, he, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he's not a, a fantastic actor. And then he still right. has that really thick Austrian accent. So you can almost, you almost can't even make out what he says. Who told you could eat my cookies? But <laughs> 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 well, I love oh, that one. I love, I love that yeah. one. What about you, Dwight? Yeah. Is there anything that you watch uh, every year, man? Man, I like, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in a different direction with it, man. I like, um, I like uh, the Nutcracker Ballet with uh, Brishnikov. Yeah. yeah. You know, okay. from the from the from the seventies, man. Um, it just it just does it for me. Um, 
It's got uh, it's got all the all the, all the uh, trappings of of a, of a good solid musical, mm-hmm. and it has it has a, a lot of physicality in it that I enjoy. You know, it's, it's and it's menacing at the same time, but it's got like a it's got that sense of meaning and stuff that I like as, as far as things go. It's got like a the whole thing where you know you want this toy so bad, and then and it gets broken, and then it, by by your mean by your mean um, brother, and it gets put aside, and you know you wake up and you're. You're not sure if you're awake or if you're dreaming or if it's kind yeah. of a bit of a hallucinatory thing and whatnot. So it's got a lot, of, a lot of cool things in it, man. The music is just wonderful. There's no words. So this entire mm-hmm. time it's being expressed through motion and through music. And I find it very relaxing and... and, and also, in its own way, even though it's, it's dated, the one I'm referring to in particular is dated. Um, it's got um, Brishnikov, of course, and it's got uh, uh, Kelsey, Girk- Kelsey Kirkland. Weird name, how she spells it. But um, she, um, she's got like a, a really, a really strange and jaded past, man. Um, but um, it's really, really, it's, it's, it's fantastic to watch because she was on top for a game with that. So it was Brishnikov mm-hmm. at that time. And there's that, that battle between good and evil, which I'm such a big fan of, and mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so it was it was all there in a, in a nutshell for me. It's it really is like a holiday fever dream in a way when you're watching the uh, Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. I remember back mm-hmm. when uh, Chris and I were first dating years ago, we went to see a performance of the Nutcracker at the Fox, mm-hmm. and it was mm. fantastic, man. It was really fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the Fox for people who are not familiar with the Atlanta area. The Fox is a very old, uh, you know, very traditional theater with, you know, with the carpet and the, you know, a dark, rustic yeah. look. And, uh, um, you know, it seats maybe about five or six thousand people. So it's not huge. So it still has a lot of intimacy and there's balconies. And um, it's mm-hmm. just it's a great place to see a uh, performance like that. So, I, no, that's mm-hmm. an excellent choice, man. And that actually that see that's that's still you, yo. that still works. Yeah. For you as as the person that we know you to be, you know what I mean. You know, right, loving right, by right. movie scores and you know losing mm-hmm. yourself in something that 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 tracks totally. The world physicality of it, man. It's just, it's, I mean, to watch it, dude. It's like it's it's, it's really abrasive. And it, I, I'm I'm not British. I don't come from I'm not come from an English family. But the, but you you kind of you can feel the uncle. The uncle has this, this whole majesty. He reminds me a little bit of like a young Patrick Stewart. I'm mm-hmm. not sure the character who the character is. It's playing the guy's playing um, the, the uncle, but. It's, you're you're immediately immersed in it, man. It's got like this whole kind of um, uh, what's the uh, what's the uh, the the uh, the version of Doctor Fate type feel to it, man. The guy's like it reminds me of like Doctor Fate too. It's like you know, very majestic and you know, mm-hmm. cool. definitely, definitely, man. I I think that um, kind of like where Adrian was starting is you know you've got like traditional holiday movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Mostly Christmas themed, but you know there are some that have a uh, have a Thanksgiving theme, but like a Christmas story and it's a Wonderful Life, and then you've got like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, mm-hmm. um, and then you've got animated things like uh, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas and Frosty, yeah, uh, Charlie Brown, and then Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Mm-hmm. Um, love that stop animation style of the uh, yes man, yeah. oh man, oh man. Yeah, that was he's uh, that, Mr. Coal Miner. He's yeah, Mr. he's Mr. <laughs> Heat Miser. <laughs> and uh, what was the old boy's name? Klondike. Yeah, it was Klondike, uh, man. The, uh, the guy with the skelly and the uh, the, yeah. the pickaxe. Right, he was looking, looking for silver or yeah. silver or silver gold, which was silver and gold, and gold. silver and gold. <laughs> 
Um, but all that stuff was great. And even the, the crude animation, which, you know, was a bug at the time when they did it. But after a while, it became like a feature. It's like, oh, this has a certain charm to it that, uh, yeah. that we all kind of grew up loving. <clears throat> and then you kind of move, it seems, into more contemporary times like the, you know, the 70s and the 80s and the 90s with things like Scrooged. Um, mm-hmm. You've got um, uh, Jingle All the Way, which we mentioned, but you know the Santa Claus, you know those Tim Allen movies, mm-hmm. which I think they did three or four of those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. You've got um, and and one holiday thing uh, we talk about Thanksgiving. Uh, there's a movie with Holly Hunter in it called Home for the Holidays. Have you guys ever seen it? I've heard of it. Never Vigley. seen it. Yeah. I've heard of it. Okay. Vaguely. Yeah, Holly Hunter's in it. I think. It's not Dermot, Dermot Mulroney. It's another actor who's kind of in his class. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, is in it. He plays like the the younger brother. Okay. Uh, Dang. Yeah. And I uh, want to say maybe, I forget who else is in it. But anyway, it's a pretty good movie. Um, Jodie Foster directed it. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. And another nice. Thanksgiving movie that people don't think about, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with John Candy and Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah. is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so... Two, two, fuzzy, two fuzzy pillows. Those aren't pillows. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> what, talking, what, about, what about the Falcons? What, what, about, what, about, what about the game? What about the game? You know what I mean? Start talking about games and stuff because they're trying to maintain their masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, there, there's there's tons of them, and, and like we were discussing earlier, now I, I mean, at first I was thinking of like you know things that are genre mashups, but they're all to some extent kind of genre mashups in mm-hmm. a way. So you know, later on we get stuff like The Preacher's Wife and Family Man and Elf. Uh, I love Elf, man. You've got uh, <laughs> Surviving Christmas, uh, The Christmas Chronicles with uh, with. Uh, 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 Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Um, Chronicles. Yeah, those are those are more modern. Those came out like in the last maybe five, six, seven years, and they've done two of them. The first one I think was the Christmas Chronicles. It was just Kurt Russell, and then they said, "Hey, what if we uh, cast Goldie La- Goldie Hawn as Mrs. Claus?" And they did it. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, the one where Kurt Russell played Santa Claus. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, not, my, not my Santa. <laughs> not your Santa. <laughs> I'm just but, kidding. Yeah, I'm just but actually, like a couple that I thought were really good and uh, and they were really entertaining, and I didn't expect to like them was uh, this Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, family Christmas is with uh, Delray Lindo and Regina King, uh, hmm. Laz Alonzo from The Boys. He's in it. He plays Regina King's cheating husband. Uh, Always got to be. Of course, more, so. of course. <laughs> It just Elba is, is the uh, is the uh, the family member who's you know who's uh, he's a gambler so he's kind of like the uh, the black sheep of the family, and Chris Brown is in it, which really he was the real black sheep of the family in real life, of course. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, surviving Christmas uh, that was Ben Affleck and uh, James Gandolfini. Mm. Um, you've got Love Actually. You know, which came, you know, it's like a romantic comedy, but a big ensemble. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Groundhog Day is not really a Christmas movie, but it feels like it because it's set in February. It does like it. Doesn't it feel yeah. like that to you mm-hmm. guys, too? 
It does. It does. That like 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 the weather that's in it and the whole feel, mm-hmm. the the whole whimsical whimsicality of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then you know there's uh, other animated movies, but so I wanted to really kind of ask you guys, what do you guys think of things that are seen as holiday movies, but really aren't like traditional holiday movies? I mean, they, they, they barely skate the line. Like, let's just be honest. Die Hard is really not a Christmas movie. It's an action it's movie not. that takes place during Christmas. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Lethal Weapon is an action movie that takes place during Christmas. Reindeer <laughs> Games is a heist crime movie that happens to take place during Christmas. Long Kiss Goodnight, same thing. But um, wow. what do you guys think about stuff like that? I got, I, I got, I got an anecdote for you. Um, okay. I think I mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again for the listeners. Um, at my old job, I used to work at a law office, right? And one of the partners, <laughs> who was an Italian-American, uh, he mentioned that every Christmas, they would actually watch Goodfellas like it was a holiday movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember just thinking, I love Goodfellas, but I would not equate that to being a holiday movie. So. Right. <laughs> the, 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 the partner, he would say, like, you know, you know, like the way that you that most people watch, you know, a Christmas story or whatever holiday movie. When my family and I get together, that's what we watch at Christmas. Like, <clears throat> damn. <laughs> OK, so so, you know, just just to your point, it's funny how, you know, some films that either have just a smidge of a mention of Christmas or something to where the action takes place over that holiday season, you know, mm. they're instantly, you know, labeled as, well, this could be a Christmas movie. Yeah, right. this too. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's funny how, how people, you know, equate that, you know, with just, just the bare mention of, you know, the holidays in whatever movie. Mm-hmm. What yeah, about you, Dean? I, I think for me, for me, it's, it's like, uh, like Seven Boys of the Sinbad, you know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, you know, it's one of those things we always got together and watched. Um, you know, because it was it was a it was a entertaining visually, and yeah. it, it was it was it was epic. You know, and they, and they were mm-hmm. trying to they're like they're, they're on a journey. You know, they're going someplace, and it was it was always interesting to see the diverse cultures and stuff. You know, even though they weren't necessarily accurate as far as the people playing the characters, like right. weren't hardly of Middle Eastern descent. They were they were very much like painted up people and whatnot, and augmented to, to the character, the story. But um, you know, it was very fun, man, and and, and yeah. So they, they don't have to be necessarily have to be uh, um, like quote unquote Christmas movies with the tree and, and the tree lighting and things like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I agree. I agree. There's a lot. There's room for a lot in terms of this, the, the the overall motivation for that particular season. You know. Now let me ask you this, D. Do you mm-hmm. do you equate you know like the Seven Voyages of Sinbad? You know, just pers- on a personal level. You know, even though it isn't a holiday movie, it's something that evokes that memory of, you know, the holidays for you and, mm-hmm. and that and that type and of childhood, way. too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, very yeah. much so. Very much so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just I just I, I thoroughly enjoy it. You know, it's just a thing where if I see it, it, it like the other day, I was surprised at how much Die Hard caught me over my shoulders. I was doing some work on my, my computer. I was like, wow, this mm-hmm. is damn. This is really good. But damn, this is really good. I'm exceptional thief, Mrs. Uh, you know. I yeah. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. He, he killed that, man. He killed that. You know yeah. what, too? Also, um, some of the Harry Potter movies, 
there are my I mean one one takes place in Christmas in particular, but some of those right. they, really, they, they, they 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 feel like that Christmas spirit because it's always the 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 the, the, um, the place where they eat food. It's always like like laid out, very right. ornate. You know, right. the best big turkeys and and, and hams and, and and big plates of food. It's like wow, this is awesome. You know, so that I, in itself I, is. I, a, I can definitely see that with the Harry Potter films because you know Christmas. You know, if if it's a movie, if it's a if it's a uh, a grounded Christmas movie about a family or a couple meeting and falling in love or whatever, right? You know, right. that's one thing. Christmas is just kind of the uh, the backdrop or whatever. But if it's uh like a fantasy Christmas movie, like oh Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, he really was Santa Claus or right. something like that, like what you're describing. Harry Potter is it's a movie about magic and about sorcery and about you know, ch- childhood, you know, what if I was the most powerful or what if I was the greatest or what if I was mm-hmm. more than what I am? So, mm-hmm. and, and like you're saying, the banquets and the costumes and there, you know, there are old men with beards and, and mm-hmm. robes and whatnot. So I could, I can definitely get it. Like, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. So it has the accoutrement to some extent of, of, you know, of a Christmas movie. Although, like you said, only maybe one of them is actually centered in the, uh, at the time of Christmas. So, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For for me, man, it's it's not Christmas per se, but like as far as the holidays, when I think it's on New Year's Day, the Sci Fi Channel would run Twilight Zone all day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Twenty four hours. Definitely. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I used to love that because prior to maybe ordering the DVDs, I never got the Blu-rays, but like DVDs, um, and and prior to having you know everything be available at you know on demand at finger at your fingers tip. Yeah. That was always something I looked forward to was watching the Twilight Zone marathon on New Year's Day. And sometimes, you know, you check out and watch another movie and then you come back to it and say, oh, let me see which one they got on now. Oh, this is the one where the aliens land in the neighborhood and everybody starts to turn on one another. Oh, yes, yo. <laughs> this is the one where the aliens are, are feeding the human. They're going to eat the human beings and they're inviting them on the ship. And they're, oh, it's a cookbook. It's a recipe. Don't get on the ship. You know, it's that one, you know. You know, right. all of them were so were so not all of them, but you know, a lot of them were so great. So that's kind of something where it's not really Christmassy or New Year's per se, but I associate it with New Year's, and so I love it mm-hmm. uh, specifically at that time of year. Um, mm-hmm. What about like? Because this is something that popped up. I guess they've always done it, going back to the '80s. You know, where you got something like Trading Places, which is an R-rated mm. comedy. As R-rated yeah. as it goes, there's titties in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy calls uses the F word. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, they use the N word. I mean, it is an R-rated comedy, but it's mm-hmm. still very mm-hmm. funny, mm-hmm. and it is still fun to watch around December because of the Christmas backdrop. You know, with uh, Winthorpe right. and right. Uh, and. Uh, yeah. uh, What's his what's his name? What was, uh, the, what was the butler's name? What was what was Denholm Elliott's name? Coleman. 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 <laughs> Coleman. Yeah. Coleman. <laughs> yeah. And what was Eddie Murphy's character? Was it uh Mr. Valentine? Reggie Valentine? Yes. It was yeah. Reggie Valentine. Yeah. It was Reggie Hammond in 48 Hours. It was right. Right. There you go. Yeah. Right. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray. Billy Ray Valentine. <laughs> Billy Ray. Yeah, yeah. But right. you know, even going back to that. But then, like later on, you've got like Bad Santa. You know, you've got uh, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas, which is basically like a stoner movie, but right. set in in Christmas. You know, 
Um, you've got um, uh, a Madea Christmas. Okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> but what about stuff like that where you've got like hard R and there's other ones too. Um, Knives Out is like a mystery. Uh, mm. uh, the Night Before uh, with Seth Rogen and uh, Anthony Mackie. And I forget who else is in it. And uh, an office Christmas party, which is actually not a bad movie. It's not great, but it's not bad. Where it's like an office Christmas party where they spend all this money and it just goes way out of control. Like you look at this movie, you're like, okay, there's no office Christmas, no no company has ever spent this amount of money on a Christmas party. Right, right. This is right. like a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> or something, or two hundred thousand yeah. dollars. It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, just like mm-hmm. ridiculous. But the, what do you guys think about like stuff like that when you see it? Does it feel Christmassy or does it just feel like oh, this is just an R-rated movie? Uh, it kind of feels like a little bit of, of both. But I, I think because of the season, though, you do find yourself more open to want to be entertained and want to laugh. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. if you can watch that in the company of like, you know, others you know who, who are gonna get those jokes and stuff you know what i'm saying right yeah um like a lot of that stuff you know came out when i was much younger you know uh so i felt like i was more open to a lot of that you know uh certain uh brand of humor you know scatological mm-hmm. or whatnot um but because uh, <laughs> because for whatever reason fart jokes and all that stuff are, are replete in um Christmas movies, for whatever reason, like you know the the incontinent, yeah. you know, older relative <laughs> who's always farting and all that stuff. Like that's a that's a trope. That's Look, a tradition. That like, macaroni and cheese backing up on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Day. No, it's true. Memories bring back memories, yo. Day. But uh, but yeah, man. I I think just that time of year, you really want to be entertained because you're not only going through the stress of oh, man, I got to get these gifts and I'm spending too much money and everything. But when you come home, you kind of want to just chill. And the closer it gets to that holiday, you want to watch stuff that's going to enhance that. You know, you want to get you a glass of eggnog, sit down and laugh and be jolly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, D? Uh, I was thinking, man, I had something on the tip of my tongue, um, but it's it's kind of escaped me now. It was, it's a weird one, but it really wasn't that weird. Uh, it was, um, I, I, oh, that's what it was. I kind of feel like Blues Brothers is kind of like a Christmas movie to some I don't know why. It's not. It's, not, it's like There's some Christmas lights in there. There's yeah. some but, but, Christmas lights in there, though. Yeah. 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 Because you know? it's, it's fun. It's fast-paced. It's it's silly. It's got all, all, this, all of the action trappings and things of that nature. It's got it's got the nun, you know. Got to go to the nun, you know. <laughs> it's got. It's got I, was, I, I seem like to, at some point, like the when, they, when the Nazis get get caught up and they they're doing the the the, uh, the last ride of the, the, the Valkyrie or whatever. They like almost like they're the cargo's. It seems like they're like landing on a tree for some reason. I forget where they land, but it's like they landed on the Christmas tree. I, I don't remember exactly how it went, but it's been a long time since I watched the movie. Obviously, but that feels Christmassy to me huh, for some reason. Is it kind of the whimsicality of it? You know what I'm saying? You find more at Christmas, you get caught up in the whimsy of the holiday, so you're more open to movies that are kind of along that same vein, you think? Probably so. You know, I almost want to say in my mind that, like, uh, it feels like um, 
when Carrie Fisher corners uh, Jim Belushi in the alley, you know, some, yeah. uh, you know, it's almost like it feels like he's falling down in the snow, but he's not, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, think also, I think probably part of that, too, with the Blues Brothers is, is that's a fantasy. That's a musical right. uh, fantasy, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's, you know, Illinois, and it's cold. I think mm-hmm. there are Christmas lights at some point, you know, during the course of the film. Yes. And it's mm-hmm. also a story about redemption, which is something that pops up in like uh, hmm. "It's a Wonderful Life," I guess, which I've never actually seen all the way through. I think we did. We talk about that before. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, I, I haven't either. Man, so. <laughs> Adrian is making the, yeah, uh, this the is gas Adrian's face. Yo. Incredulous face. Yes. <laughs> oh man, bro. Oh, go ahead. I'm because, sorry. Man, you know, you know what it is because I started what? watching it in the beginning, and it, it's not the it's not the same film. Like it changes. Like in the beginning, it's like this this strange, like humdrum type of you know George is lamenting, and and also in the middle it, it switches, and it's like okay, before I know it, like I'm I'm like I've I've nodded off and missed some of it, and I don't get oh, back man, into it. Oh man, no, it, it gets <laughs> it gets not incredibly dark, but it goes to a dark place, right? Uh, especially for that time period. Like it really mm-hmm. occupies. It's a Wonderful Life really occupies that period right after World War II where everyone is coming home and being celebratory, but then you also have this whole instance of, and they mentioned that in the movie as well itself, you know, some people return from the war and not everybody's a war hero. You know what I'm saying? It's like George missed his chance to go out and serve his country because he had to stay back and handle the family business. You know what I'm saying? But his brother went off and became a war hero, and now he's coming back mm. celebrated. Like, it's a lot of levels to it, you know what mm. I mean? Mm. And, um, yeah, you, you, owe it, you guys owe it to yourself to, to watch it all the way through it at least once. At least once, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, well, I'll, right. go ahead, I'll go ahead and be completely <laughs> honest. I've never seen Miracle on 34th Street all the way through. Okay, yeah, me neither. All right. I, I've never seen A Christmas Story all the way through. Which, which hold on, hold on, hold on. You've never seen a Christmas story, and it's on twenty four hours a day. Never on Christmas Eve, yo. It's never, like you yo. Twenty four chances to watch it. <laughs> I was waiting on. I was waiting on January one for that Twilight Zone marathon, yo. I wouldn't care about uh, a Christmas story marathon, yo. <laughs> Dang. Um, and, and as too as it relates to those traditional movies, my favorite has always been The Grinch. Oh, uh, like, yeah. That's just absolutely. I just think that's just like a perfect animated Christmas. You know, what is it, 22, 21 minutes long? Uh, yep. Bor- is it Boris Karloff who's narrating it? Yes, it so. is. Yep. Yeah, you know, and yes, uh, it is. they want their pie and their cakes. And the Grinch came up with a scheme I'll steal Christmas. You know, oh, it's just fantastic. <laughs> and those songs. Oh my yeah. God! The song "You're a Mean One." The mean, mean one, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch man. you with a thirty-nine and a half foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this: Do you, Doctor Seuss? I, 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 I hope I hope I'm not too old for this, but you mm-hmm. know, with the Grinch, man, I do find myself every time I watch it, I will tear up just a bit near the end where his heart. Yes, you know, his heart starts to well. Yes, dog. Like, yes, yes. I don't know. It, it just touches something really elemental and fundamental about breaking <clears throat> through and about the power of love and you yes. know just you know 
Yeah, I, I, I'll admit it. I really do find myself tearing up, you know, at that part. Cause it's like, yeah, that's, that's the Christmas spirit. That's what Christmas should do. It should transcend all the gift giving and all the hustle and bustle to, this is why supposedly we celebrate the season. Yeah, just really, I, really I, nice. I yeah. absolutely get misty eyed every single time. Yeah. I remember it happening when I was a kid and it's happened to me as mm-hmm. I've been a young adult. And even now, because like you said, you know, it's this idea that he was one way and then he realized the error of his ways and he made change. And, right. you know, and, and he and he thought about someone other than himself. And um, and it's just a beautiful, simple narrative. And it just gets right to it. I, I love it. And I and I detest yeah. that live action horse shit. Oh. I detest it. Oh. I discard yes. it. I shit upon it. I cast it out. <laughs> that's, that's the way you do it. That's <laughs> it. You know? But yeah, man. But yeah, man. Um, as far as the action thing, the action movies with a holiday theme. Have you guys yes. ever seen Reindeer Games? Man, no. I avoided that bug, yo. Come on, Ben Affleck. Uh, isn't Clarence <laughs> Williams the third in it? Yes, Clarence Williams the third. That's what I thought. And then it's, it's directed by John Frankenheimer. So you're like, damn, it should at least be kind of good. But I was like, no, nah, bruh. And that's that weird period for Affleck where he was he was making some wrong choices, yo. Yeah. Reindeer game, Jiggly. <laughs> uh, Changing just, lanes. No. <laughs> Yeah, like no, no, no. But go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. No, it's it's not good. I'm I'm, I'm again. I'm, I'm going okay. on the record. Don't seek it out, D. It's not I'm good. Not. But it has a dynamite cast. That's Affleck. That's what's messed up. You got uh, Charlize Theron. You've got Clarence Williams mm-hmm. the third. Link from Mod Squad. Yes. You got Gary Sinise <laughs> as the uh, one of the big bads. You've got, yeah. um, you've got, uh, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting his name now. Uh, Machete. Oh, oh Danny uh, Trejo. Yeah, yeah Danny yeah, Trejo, Trejo is in it. And um, there's someone else I'm forgetting. Oh, Dennis Farina is in it. Oh, really? Dennis okay. Farina is in it. So okay. it's like a dynamite cast. I was like, oh my God. Right. This, is, this right. is a great cast of like character actors. And it was Affleck before all the J-Lo and all that stuff. So it was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. He, like, you, like Adrian is kind of uh, 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 implying here, he was trying to find his way as, a, as an actor and as a leading man and as a, as a star. And, and he hadn't quite gotten there yet, I don't think. I mean, this was after Goodwill Hunting, but you know, he okay. hadn't found himself as a, uh, as a leading man. But I like Reindeer Games. Again, it's a heist movie and a crime movie. If it's on, there are parts of it I'll watch, you know, and it's the kind of like crime kind of a, it's not a thriller, but it's like a dark comedy crime movie, but it's the kind of movie that you just don't see Hollywood making anymore. So when I, when it comes on, we still have cable, I'll watch it. And, you know, of course they're playing it now because it's, you know, it's the month of December. It's the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. And it was Gary Sinise, if I'm not mistaken, post the movie Ransom. Where I first saw him play like a big bad, and he kind of plays another a big bad in this as well. Oh, Sinise around that time was hot. Yeah, he came off hot off yeah. ransom. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and, yeah. And he, it was 
Ransom and Apollo 13, where it was like, okay, this, this guy is something to be reckoned with. And, and don't know, forget Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So he was really mm-hmm. reaching his apex right around, right about then in the late late 90s. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it Major Dan or Sergeant Dan, which was in, in, in Lute- Forrest Lieutenant Gump? Dan. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. Dan. <laughs> Just a bit yeah, of trivia, uh, uh, of forgettable trivia, but my nephew's ex-wife, her mm-hmm. dad played the sergeant in Forrest Gump. Really? Like oh, the man. one who was selling Why? the Forrest uh, 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 Private Gump. You're a goddamn genius. Oh, wow! <laughs> wow! That's Dang. yeah. That's her. That's her dad. That's I met cool. him at the uh, at the wedding. That's her dad. He's been in other things too. He was in uh, Deja Vu. With uh, Denzel, okay. and um, he's okay. been in a bunch of other things that, uh, that I've seen him in. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah. So as far as action movies, yes. you know, the two big ones, of course, are Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. Of course. I'm going to say for myself, really for me, The Long Kiss Goodnight is my action movie with a holiday theme behind it. That's the one that I really like and enjoy seeing. And it actually has like a Christmas party. And she dresses mm-hmm. up as a Santa in the beginning, and then it comes back to a small town at the end of the movie. So it, the Christmas part of it stays with it throughout the entire movie and is actually woven into the story. She's baking cookies, and people are caroling yeah. and all this kind of stuff. But where do you guys fall, if you have to fall, on, on an action Christmas movie? Is it just Die Hard? <laughs> Actually, I got, I got another one, man. And y'all probably don't remember it. Now, this is a canon film. It's a Goliath Globus film, man. And it was actually filmed here. But it was actually filmed here in Atlanta, man. Okay. Invasion, Invasion USA. Okay. That Chuck Norris movie. That's interesting to say that, man. Go ahead. <laughs> it takes place during Christmas. And in fact, there was a... There's a neighborhood out there by uh, Hartsfield Airport, now Hartsfield-Jackson Airport, that was due to be, like, demolished. Like, it was the whole subdivision, the houses were abandoned, and they had to make way for a new runway out there Mm -hmm. at Hartsfield. So Mm -hmm. the producers were like, hey, if we blow up all of these houses, is that cool? Since it's going to be condemned. They said, yeah. The city said, sure, go for it. <laughs> so there is a point in the movie where it's Christmas time, and you see, like, and they've obviously, like, put some lights in the house to make it look, you know, like, you know, very domestic and everything from the outside. We don't see interiors. But the kids are running around, and, you know, people caroling and stuff, and the terrorists come into the neighborhood, and they take out a... <laughs> a rocket launcher and just start blowing up the houses in that typical <laughs> Canon Films way, you know, and they wreck shop. I mean, they destroy that neighborhood. And then later in the movie, Chuck Norris is driving through a mall in this big old four by four truck trying to of course, stop them. Of course he is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's, it's, it's crazy. So a lot of people may not remember that it was uh, Christmas time during that movie, but yeah, Invasion USA. <laughs> wow. It's funny you say that, man, because I've got one along the same lines in the same genre, man. Um, What's Red up? Dawn, Red Dawn with Patrick Swayze. That's Remember right! That? Oh, yeah! Man. Oh, yeah! Great movie. Yeah. That's Great right. movie, man. Great movie. And have like, have like the, the, 
Yeah, Wolverines. <laughs> had, um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Had, um, um, who's, who's like, some of the extra other cast? Had, like, uh, like Allie, Allie, uh, Allie Larder, I think is her name? Allie Larder. No, nah, she wasn't in there. No, nah. nah, you're talking about was, uh, Leah Thompson, uh, yeah, right? Jennifer, Jennifer, what's her name? Jennifer Gray, the, the, the cast of the Outsiders. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the whole Charlie the Sheen, goddamn, yeah. yeah, Charlie man. Sheen, yeah, C. Thomas Howell, yeah, man. yep, yeah, man. And, Great. And, 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 and for you, and for you, Swizz, the black lieutenant from Forty Eight Hours, he's the teacher that gets killed at the beginning. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I think it's the actor's name is Frank McRae. But I right? mean, he's coming out. You see these dudes, you see these Soviets parachuting down into the front of the school. And he's going to go out there and try to reason with them. Yeah. Hey, uh, what are you doing? There's <laughs> 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 your answer. <laughs> right? Hey, don't forget right, Powers man, Booth, man. yo. Yeah. Oh, my boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. And that's and right. It had, a, yeah. had a great score, too, man. A, a wonderful score, man. Like the, the, um, the song. Um, no, 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 no. It's a song called uh, "Can You Hear Me?" Can you hear me running? Can you hear okay. me? Can you hear me, me running? Yeah. And it was it was it was, it was, a, it, was a, it was a storytelling song, man. So it was like he was like, um, uh, tell your tell your tell your um your uh, children um to uh, uh praise the flag, whatever flag they offer, because someday they'll rise up and, and take what and rise what we stood still. I was like, damn, that shit hit me right there, bro. I, was, I felt yeah. that. I was like, wow. That was Mike and the wow. Mike and the mechanics. Mike and mechanics. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, brilliant, man! I love that. It's great. It's great. Like I'll still watch that if it comes on over my shoulder. If I'm watching, you know, if TV's on, I'll be like, "Damn, this is still engaging, man!" Yeah. And of course, the Wolverines. The Wolverine was was was, was a kicker for him because the Wolverine was very okay, popular. Okay, all right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> See, there you go. You got Got to find your way into it. Yeah. yeah Wolverine. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. But great, great movie, man. It was very sad too because nobody made it out. I think who 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 survived that? that I can't remember. Was, uh, no, yeah, nobody. Pretty much everybody cause... died. You know. Yeah, and yeah. you know the thing that got me about that movie too is, and mm-hmm. no, nobody give him credit, man. Harry Dean Stanton as the father yes. to yes. Patrick yes. Swayze and Charlie Sheen, and and the way that they see him through the fence, and you got mm-hmm. them, these older guys, but they call him Daddy, Daddy, you okay? You know, right. he's like, avenge me, avenge me. <laughs> <laughs> man, that man, yo. That 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 kind of this topic view of America juxtaposed with like the holidays. Mm-hmm. And the movie ends with those brothers on the mm-hmm. playground as if they were little kids again, but they're being closed in on by the Russians. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, that yeah, whole man, that whole that... Dystop- dystopic view that you, dystopian view that you're talking about, of course it was uh uh directed by John Milius. Of course. Oh, yeah, who wrote, there you go. who wrote the first two Dirty Harry movies, which we just recently did a playback of for the 50th mm-hmm. anniversary, yes. and also like Apocalypse Now and uh, Conan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Conan, right. The Barbarian, you know, the original, you know. yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that, that actually makes sense. Uh, do you guys get with any of the, uh, and these are like really like mashups, but where there's a mashup of another holiday movie, particularly Halloween with Christmas, so you've got like the Nightmare Before Christmas, which has like a dark horror uh, vibe to it. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you got Black Christmas, which I think is basically a—is it a slasher movie? Yes. Okay. And and they and they the original was in '74, and they did a remake of that right, not right. too long ago, if I remember. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. But one of my one of my favorites is uh, Krampus, which came out in 2015. 
Did you guys ever see it? I didn't see it, but no. I wanted to. I like the the, the the anti-Santa, you know, kind of sort yeah. of you know, theme. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> really inter- I want again, it's not a good movie. I don't want I don't want to throw anybody off. <laughs> right. But but it's it's a it's a fun movie because it's it is kind of Halloweenish and scary, but at the same time, it's set around Christmas, and it has a lot mm-hmm. of the tropes of the uh, the family Christmas or the family Christmas uh, family comedy Christmas movies. You know, of you know, disparate family members and in-laws coming together. The one in-law who's talking shit about the the matriarch of the house, and you know, mm-hmm. you've got the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the badass kids and the the aunt who's 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 a drunk and the loudmouth brother-in-law who won't shut the fuck up. It has all of that, <laughs> but and it stars uh, Tony Collette and uh, Adam Scott and um, David Koechner's in it, and I'm trying to think there's somebody else that I'm forgetting. Uh, but anyway, it's it's actually pretty good. And I had, you know, first time okay. we and my wife watched it, we were like, okay, this is actually pretty entertaining. But at the time prior to this, my only exposure to Krampus, because I had I was vaguely familiar with Krampus, like D, like D is pointing out as the, as the anti Santa. But my only real connection was when uh, Brom was on the show, our friend Joe Brom, yeah, yeah, and he did yeah, his book of yeah. Krampus. And I was like, oh, shit. And then that's when I actually realized, okay, that's who this character is. And, you know, and for anybody who doesn't know, Krampus is kind of like a, a demon who comes along. He's got chains and a demon head and a long tongue. And he, if you're bad, you know, unlike Santa, where he just doesn't give you toys, he'll put children in a bag and beat them. Like, that's kind of his, <laughs> that's kind of his shit, yo. <laughs> you better not cry. You better not shout. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I really love it. And I, I kind of watch it every year. And again, it has kind of a fantasy kind of an element, almost like a gremlins kind of element to it uh, mm. in a way. What's uh, cool about Krampus too, Swizz? Is, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, you guys, sir. No, no, what's cool about the two is like, there's, there's a whole Krampus festival in Europe, man. Of course. Where dudes and girls dress up and they, they walk around these chains and, they, and these... And these, these uh, these crazy looking hooven, uh, hooven uh, costumes, and it's great. It's great yeah. fun to watch. Do they have bags of kids with them? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> See a little head to myself. Help me! Help me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if, you, if anyone Googles it, you can see video of it. And like Dwight is saying, it really is amazing because they put a lot of work into the costumes mm-hmm. and the puppetry. Mm-hmm. It's really fantastic to uh, mm-hmm. to behold. But but mentioning that, so let's talk about the uh, the family drama or the family comedy Christmas movies. Your Home Alones, your Home Full of Holidays, mm-hmm. your This Christmases, mm-hmm. um, the Fockers, uh, yes, yeah, the Fockers. Um, I'm guessing the last holiday with Queen Latifah. That doesn't no, because she actually goes on vacation. Okay. Uh, she goes on All vacation, right. but um, movies like that, Surviving Christmas, where again people come together. And, you know, the in-laws and the crazy personalities. So, you know, you've got your, your go-tos. You know, you're either going to have your lovable mom or your meddling mom who's in everybody's business. You got the grouchy mm-hmm. dad or the lovable dad. Um, you got some some great-grandparent or some great-grandparent who's having issues with flatulence, like Adrian was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. You know, or, or somebody who, or they, maybe they have, like, some kind of dementia where they kind of don't know you know, they're maybe not all there or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You might have like a drunk aunt or a, or a flirty aunt who's flirting with, you know, some, you know, her, her niece's uh, 
uh, husband. What are some of the other the other tropes or other kind of go to character types that we see in these movies? Man, you always see like you know the the siblings. Like there's always some type of sibling rivalry. It's either like, well, I'm gonna get the best gift for one of the parents or whatnot. No, you're not. I am. Or yep. you get they they choose that time to be like the most opportune time to reveal some crazy ass family secret. Like you waited all this time just to say that my dad really is not my dad. What? <laughs> just, just crazy stuff like that, man. Right? Or or the uh, or the, the 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 bad the pets that take up more more space than they should, like the badass pet in the backyard. No one should go there and see it because the pet's gonna gonna eat you or, or chew yeah. on your children. Yeah, the dog is out of control. Is, right, right. Yeah. Or the one that's all protected, little chihuahua's all protected and dressed like jingle jingle bells and has like jingle, little 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 balls on them and stuff. Those kinds of things are always kind of funny to watch. And definitely, jokers. definitely that. Another one is uh, like there's usually like a couple in the family who's on the verge of breaking up and nobody knows. Right. Right. Um, but my favorite trope of all is the the family fuck up. Yeah. You know, the black sheep of the family. And, and sometimes it's right. not even in a holiday movie. It's just in family movies where, yeah. you know, they're a drug addict or a recovering drug addict or a recovering alcoholic mm. or an active alcoholic. Uh, they're a gambler. Uh, a cheater. They're a cheater, or, or they've got right, a right. prison record and nobody trusts them. Right. You know, you, you know, people are hiding their person and shit. You know, right. um, usually that happens. Even in like uh, the movie Soul Food, which is mm-hmm. not a Christmas movie, but like uh, their cousin was a she was a stripper, and then she ends up having an affair with uh, old girl's husband, uh, Michael Beach. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there you go, Michael Beach. It's Michael yep. Beach, he can't get away from it. <laughs> there yo. you go. Yep. <laughs> A cheating bastard. There yep. you go. <laughs> but, Adrian, before we started recording, Adrian uh, sent over a meme, and it's a meme of the house from Home Alone. And it's the one that a yes. lot of people have seen. It. What, what does the caption say, Adrian? Man, let me break it up. It says something to the effect of, you know, like once a year, I always wonder how and what Kevin's dad did to afford this house and to be able to take nine people to Paris? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget he took his Seriously. whole family and extended family <laughs> to Paris. And, and they have, like, this big-ass house that looks like, you know, the Biltmore Estates, you know? Like, what? <laughs> and then, that, and, and that brings to mind, though, okay, as big as that house was, them things should have big got in. You know, right. there's oh, yeah. no way Kevin Kevin McAllister <laughs> was going to be able to cover that whole house. Like, like he right. ADT or something. Right. I'm sorry, yo. You deserve to have a bowling ball get dropped on your head if you're getting outsmarted by a nine-year-old. Yeah. Exactly, yo. I'm sorry. Yeah, yo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, are, you are exactly you know, right. You are exactly right. I was going to say, what was funny about those Home Alone movies is, man, I, they, 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 they hit at the right age for me. I was um, 11. Well, no, actually, I was 10 when it came out, 10 or 11. And, man, the fervor, the fervor over those Home Alone movies is crazy. You know you've made it. You know you've made it when it's released on VHS and it's sponsored by Pizza Hut, sponsored by Pepsi. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But those Home Alone movies, especially that first one, 
Oh my mm-hmm. God. I mean, mm-hmm. not only did it make Macaulay Culkin just a a a, a superstar, mm-hmm. but just that movie was a phenomenon, you mm-hmm. know? And it really launched a whole subgenre in itself, if you will, of you know, kids being mischievous, but using that mischievousness to thwart some type of, you know, evil or something around the holidays. Yeah. Or, 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 or to use that mischievousness to prove there is, there is no Santa, but then they find out that Santa really does exist at the end. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was fun stuff, man. It was definitely fun stuff, man. I mean, it's definitely, it's one of those, um, it brought back a lot of the, the um, the physicality, physical humor to, to comedy. You know, mm. like you, like you, like as much as you just this, this was like like horrible stuff happening to these guys. It's like they they deserved it because you came into the house that you didn't belong into. You know, yeah, you belong, and and you're 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 kind of um, you're kind of concerned about you know um, a little boy being there by himself. You really you really felt the Kevin character, man. You know, so it was it was it was awesome. I, I enjoyed it. Fun stuff. I don't. Hey, hey, yo, if they if they made Home Alone today, that movie would be five minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> it's true man it's they, true. they're not playing today they ain't playing today yo right right got a security system for your ass yo yes yo <laughs> yeah man yeah man oh boy I yeah that's you're exactly right man it, it really did make uh, Macaulay Culkin a superstar and uh and, and put him in the uh in the crosshair, so to speak, of uh, you know, one Michael Jackson. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, 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 being wow. like the Terminator, yo. Hey, man. Mike was known to be hanging out with little boys, yo, between Gary, wow. no, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Lewis, remember? Yeah, That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. All that, all that, bro. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you're exactly right. And like you said, that's another trope too, is to have this big old house that's big enough to mm-hmm. how, you know, to, to, to accommodate, you know, 10 to 15 to 20 people, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, so everybody's got money. So that's kind of, that's kind of another thing too, is it inherently oh. kind of suggests that everybody is well off or everybody is kind of, uh, 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 middle to upper middle class to even beyond, so to speak. Right. Yeah, right. like you ain't never gonna see no Christmas movie set in like an apartment complex, yo. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> well, you know, I take, good that, times, I take yo. that back. I take that back. <laughs> you good know, times. like one one that one that we forgot to mention was um, one of those Friday movies takes place at Christmas. I think it was oh, yeah. Friday after next. And he lives in an apartment, <laughs> you know. <what> I'm <laughs> but yeah, but normally you not go, you not go see them take place at like I don't know East Lake Meadows or something like that, you know. <laughs> I, look, I'm sure that somebody has done it. We're just not aware of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. But damn. What about uh? What about so? And we got it. We got it. Speaking of the ghetto, let's let's go ahead and get into the whole Hallmark Lifetime movies. Oh, um, yeah. That is really like Dwight was kind of implying earlier. I think he did. That is really mm-hmm. almost like a genre, like a like a whole category of holiday movie unto itself. <laughs> <laughs> 
It sure is great having it all. Right? I have everything I want except love. But there are so many eligible men in New York. Yes, but I am no New York supermodel. You see, I am just attractive enough to catch the eye of somebody in this small town. That's true. I did see Steve Borgalugi today. He is cute. He sure is. But he is broke. No, he isn't. What? He invented the internet. Well, now I am attracted to him. Right? But I called him broke to his face. How do I win him back? Probably a grand gesture that could be the climax of this movie. Okay. To where, yes, it is. You know, yes, my, is. my wife loves those movies. I think our friend um, uh, Janet Schroeder, I think she's a fan of those movies. I think I saw her post on her social media that she likes those mm -hmm. films. But yeah, they don't even those try with moments, the story. Yeah. As a matter of fact, just mm -hmm. here you go. Just, just, just to give it to you. I called uh -huh. my wife in the room when I was trying to, you know, just jot down some notes for this. I said, "Okay, so what are some of the, some of the tropes and some of the the, the re repetitive things in those movies?" She said, "Okay," and they're all, and most of them they're almost like rom com predictable, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. She said, "Okay, it's uh someone who doesn't believe in Christmas, and then they now at the end of it they do believe in the magic of Christmas, or a broken hearted person, or somebody who's widowed, you know." Mm -hmm. uh, uh, somebody who is uh, super career focused with no relationship, usually a woman, you know, and then she goes to back to her hometown and she she reconnects with the one who got away and he's available. And uh, she's been so focused on her career. She has no kids and he's got he's got a son and she really loves his son. Oh, he, your son is kind of bringing out my the, my motherly instincts. Uh, it's a good thing your wife is dead. Fuck that bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, or you know some city person visits the most Christmassy town you've ever seen right, like on a right. postcard it's just like you know welcome to Miner's Hollow where we celebrate Christmas two months out of the year not just in December you know right. um, yeah. or somebody gets snowbound or trapped because of the weather in a Christmas town. Uh, the other one she said was like two people who really hate each other and the Christmas situation throws them together. Okay. And then they, and then they fall in love. It's like, okay. Mm -hmm. But yep. um, plenty of people have made these movies. Uh, yeah. You know what? Now that you mention it, it's a stretch, but this is not, this is not for lifetime, but, but enemy mine, yo. With Louis Gossett Jr., well, you know, that's kind of a, that's kind of Christmassy, yo. Is it? they have an alien baby, yo? A little What's alien it? baby, yeah. yo? Yeah. Ah, dog, no. Did they have some, 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 some space frankincense and myrrh, yo? Did the, <laughs> did the three wise aliens show up, yo? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, Louis Gossett Jr., yo, he's, he's stretching, yo. <laughs> who was, who else was in there? Was that uh, Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, yeah, yeah yo. Yeah. Quaid. <laughs> Quaid. 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 <laughs> hey, look, last two questions, stretch. man. Last two questions, but um, why do you guys think, and it seems to be, that a lot of actors, not unlike musicians, at some point in time in their career will attempt to do a Christmas movie 
you know, in the same mm. way that singers and bands, you know, at certain levels of uh, of mainstream popularity, will attempt to do a Christmas album. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like we see, like you all. I mean, I'm sure Chuck Norris didn't think Invasion USA was a Christmas movie, <laughs> but you know, we see Arnold making a Christmas movie. Uh, we essentially see Ice Cube in Friday After Next make kind of his version of a Christmas movie. You know, mm. you see. Uh, um, Reese Witherspoon made one. Vince Vaughn, they made one together. Um, I mean, most people, it seems, kind of go there at some point or another. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even, uh, mm-hmm. didn't, speaking of Lethal Weapon earlier, didn't, um, didn't Mel Gibson later on, a few years ago, do a movie called Fat Man? It was like a Christmas movie? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But why do, you, why do you think that they all kind of seem to want to go there? Posterity and tradition. Americans, we love to mythologize posterity and tradition. So if you have something that can be readily trotted out during that season, like, you know, for for good or ill, that that Mariah Carey song, you know, that you hear everywhere during the holidays. I like that song. All I want for Christmas. One a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own. Yeah, and why do you like it? Because it's a good song to some people, but also it's because. Now that we've heard it so much, it's become a part of the tradition. It's evergreen for that time of year. So it doesn't hurt for, you know, these actors and personalities to have something that people can point back to that, you know, evokes a positive feeling, you know, uh, even if it's just for that one time of the year, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) I, I got one for you guys. It's gonna be funny, man. It's gonna it's gonna um, set some people off and, and, and raise eyebrows. <laughs> but they pretty much you can pretty much agree with it as far as how bad it was. Um, sometimes that doesn't work. It works in the opposite manner, like um, a Star Wars celebration holiday Christmas special. I, do you I cast you, do you out. I shit upon you. <laughs> I reject you. You right. never existed. You ce- Get thee behind right. me, Satan. <laughs> exactly. 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 Do you celebrate Life Day, Chewbacca? <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> life Day. Day. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and you know what's so funny, man? It's so it's so bad. You you can't even watch the whole thing. If you look it up on YouTube, you gotta watch that in like five minute yeah. increments. Yeah. It's like, yeah. damn, B. Arthur, what the hell? Right. Art Carney. Art Carney. Yeah, yo, exactly. It's like, what? Right? Dang. Right. The only saving grace of that, man, is, and I was gonna bookend it with this. The only saving grace of that is interesting is that um, that was the first uh, appearance of Boba Fett. And. Oh. And the book of Boba Fett's coming out at the end of this month, and towards the end of Christmas. So that's 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 a, a nice little you know capsulization of the, of the Star Wars mythos for me. Okay. You know, so I'll, I'll watch it based on that. But yeah. No, 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 no. no one, an, one more point. It was an abortion. For, one more point for yeah. you, D. One more point for you, D. 
Um, mm. I've never seen the portion that has Boba Fett in it on that special. How is he mm-hmm. introduced prior to Empire in that special? Then, he's and, a, and was he called? Was he called by name in the special? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 not, he's not a cameo. He's actually literally in there. He's an animated version of him. It's it's, it's hardly animated though. Oh. It's like maybe like uh, Nelvana or Filmation. Not to disparage there there, but there was like some some like like I want to say it wasn't it wasn't the best animation in the world. It was it was it was it was creative. But it was very elongated and strange looking. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they introduced him, here and he's he's on the back of a uh, Luke crash lands on this planet again. This is, the, this is prior to Goba, actually. So he pretty crash lands okay. on this planet, and and he's separated by and 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 uh, and um, Boba Boba shows up on this back of this lizard, and it's funny because in the first the first season of uh, of uh, of uh, of uh, Mandalorian, they play homage to that. Like the gun that he has, that Mandalorian mm-hmm. has, is actually the gun that Boba uses, and and oh. and and, the, and actually the, the the lizard that comes up in the on, the, on that planet <clears throat> that's trying to hold hold the ship back is actually the same type of lizard that was in uh, the the holiday special. Ah, so it's a lot, lot, lot of little, lot of nice little, little little touches in there, man. That I thoroughly enjoy, but so yeah, but yeah, it, and it's obviously Boba Fett, and his voice was cool too. It was like Boba. Fett. I think he might even have, maybe had the guy who played the voice for. I doubt it very seriously, but the voice for Boba Fett initially in the in the what's, in the what's his name Tyrion or wait wait J- J- Jeremy Bullock Jeremy Bullock was oh, he, okay. he was the actor but the voice the voice was oh, somebody okay. else though the, oh, act, the voice okay. was somebody yeah okay yeah it's like yeah don't no, no disintegrations it's like he, he's not no no disintegrations like he's he's not valuable to me dead you know when he's talking about Han Solo oh, okay. mm-hmm. but yeah yeah it was it was it was a good character uh, reference to the to the uh, lead up to. Uh, Empire. Okay. To Adrian's point uh, about talking about the uh, songs, the uh, Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Uh, uh, I think it's been, it has been reported pretty accurately that to this day she still makes a little over a million dollars a year on just that song. See, just that exactly. song, she makes a million dollars a year, and she and this is somebody who's got tons of hits, but yeah. just that one song generates a million dollars a year in, in uh, royalties. To this very day, and you know, and the song came out in the '90s, so this was, you know, it came out over 20 years ago. But mm-hmm. a funny anecdote is, is there's a movie, and it actually is set around uh, December. It's not a Christmas movie, but it's called About a Boy, uh, mm-hmm. and it stars uh, Hugh Grant okay. and Rachel Vice, and mm-hmm. uh, it's about this older man who befriends his kid, and his single mom, Tony Collette, plays his mom, and. Um, He's uh, it's and it's really about them both learning how to kind of grow up. Um, mm-hmm. But Hugh Grant's character is kind of a he's kind of a a, a cad. He's he's scamming on <laughs> on single mothers, and he acts like he has of a course. child so that he can date them, and then bed them down. But <laughs> bed them down as it relates to the Mariah Let me Carey. Bed thing, you down. <laughs> as it relates to the uh, the Mariah Carey song. He's an orphan. Both of his parents are deceased. His father was a failed songwriter who yeah. wrote a very popular Christmas song called Santa's Super Sled. And they mm-hmm. play it every year at Christmas time. And he lives off of the royalties from that song. He makes enough money right. off of that song that he lives off of the royalties and lives a good life. But he doesn't have a mm-hmm. job. He's never had a job. He's never mm-hmm. worked a real, a real gig. And so he's kind of an empty person, but it's really interesting that that was the the ploy that the uh, and I actually read the book, uh, but that was the uh, the ploy of the uh, or the plot of it was that he was actually living off of the royalties of one successful Christmas song, 
and was living mm. basically a six-figure lifestyle uh, with, you know, with no end in sight. So That's, that's pretty crazy. cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah I, I remember seeing that movie, man. I was one, one of the lines that, that got me, man, at the time when he was, like, he was talking to his, I think he was talking to his, uh, his sister or somebody that, was, that he knew. He was, was he a single child? I forgot what he was. Was he a single? He didn't child have any he siblings. A... He was. He might have been okay, talking was... to Tony Collette, who was the uh, the the mother of uh, the kid. And the kid in the movie who plays uh, her son, who becomes friends with Hugh Grant, he is the actor who played the Beast in the later X Men movies, like X Men First Class and all that stuff <laughs> oh, after okay. it. The okay. dark haired kid with the glasses. Yeah. Okay. That's that's him. He's British, and he plays the. Uh, he he plays. He was a child actor in this particular movie. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. He was. He's. He's. He has some foul lines in there, man. I, I remember very, 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 very well. It's like okay. He's like. It's like. What am I? It's like I, I'm not going to be a, a, a uncle to to her. It's like a, maybe she gets maybe she gets be older. I could shag her. You know. Small yeah. Exactly. Like, Talking about his niece, <laughs> yo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what the hell? Yeah. Like, damn, he bro. was. He was a real womanizer and a cad, but. Uh, but it's a very good movie about a boy if you've never seen it. And terrific soundtrack. Yeah. All right. So the last question would be is let's all share a specific Christmas memory from years ago. It doesn't have to be childhood. It can be childhood. But from years ago. And and uh, I'll let whoever wants to start, I'll let you guys start. Uh, well, back in the 70s, uh, I was... I've always been a, a big science fiction fan. There was a really cool TV, TV, TV series um, on called Space 1999. Mm. And they had these wonderfully designed ships called, called Eagles. Um, capsules and all that stuff. And I, I, I kept asking for it, kept asking for it. I didn't know if I had it or not. I, and you, would, you know, mm. as a kid, you would, you, would, you would gingerly try to tear the wrapper to see what was inside of the, underneath the tree. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and um, I did it. And uh, I tore it. It's like I, I still couldn't tell because it was it was on the on the end part. You don't want to be obvious with it. You want to be very secretive so you because you know if you, your parents catch you doing this, like okay, I'm gonna take it back. I'm gonna take it back. You're not getting it. You know. Oh yeah. So I uh, I saw it and um, I, uh, I it was uh, it was a really nice scale. I mean I I, I got I Christmas one I got it, I got up early and I opened the present up and put it in, and and uh, they're like hey, just let's wait for a while. Let's wait for a while. We put it together. But I didn't want I didn't want to wait. So I got up, you know, right, right. So I got up. I, I was reading the instructions and stuff. It was pretty easy to assemble. It was pretty easy to assemble. But I got up and I and I, I uh, there was some um, side decals, very important side decals. Like if you remember anything about the Space 1999 ship, it, it was like a lot of a lot of white space with like black decals. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. on, on one of the one of the pods that had one of the landing pods that had the the uh, the, the the down the downward. Um, um, a gear extension on it had um, some retro, some th some retrograde thrusters on the side. Retro thrusters, they used to call them on the side of it. You know, it's one of those made-up science fiction names. And um, <laughs> sound you know, good to me. Be, you know, <laughs> but, but it, it had it required a decal, required a bit of precision. So my dumb young ass, as to me taking the time to to read the instructions, I went ahead and put the the piece, the retro thruster on it before I put the decal on it, and then it wouldn't come off. So I had to, mm. I, so I had to break the decal up into sections to piece it around the area, and I was upset about it. Man, I was, I was, my father was like, "You should have touched it." You know, I told you to wait until, you know, uh, I got up to, to help you to help you put it together. You know, but you didn't do it, so this is what you get. 
So yeah, that was a, I was, but still, it, it turned out great. I love the toy forever. Um, one of the things it did that didn't do on the movies, which is kind of in the actual TV show, it was great. Was that the rear thruster that attached to the eagle could be attached to the front, uh, the front uh, um, of, the, of the ship as well. So it made this really cool <coughs> capsule that um, you could put the characters and figurines inside. And it was an intricate piece too, man, for that time because you could actually fit the characters that the little um, like one eighth or they were like one uh, like maybe two inch figure action figures inside too. And it came with all three main characters, which is cool. Like usually, after the, after after Star Wars came out, everything became a, a a marketing masterpiece where they wouldn't give you as much. So you had to buy sold separately right. these yeah. items. You know, you know. But, <laughs> that was always the tagline: something that's sold separately. <laughs> sold separately. Right. You know? <laughs> that but, was uh, not this, included. Yeah, man. But I remember playing with that that toy to death, man. I loved it. It was it was awesome. It was a great memory. So. Mm. Man, I uh, I remember. Uh, as a kid, we lived in South Side of Chicago on uh, Vernon Avenue, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. what now, when I go back, is a very tiny house uh, that my grandmother owned, and we lived in uh, in uh, actually she lived in one house, and we lived in the house next door. She owned both houses, and okay. uh, uh, and my mother and father were very young parents. So you know, uh, my sister was and I only three years apart. They were very young parents. Um, and I remember we had a, an, uh, we had an artificial Christmas tree and it was like a whitish mm-hmm. silverish color. Like, oh, it yeah. wasn't, mm-hmm. like it wasn't even faking, like it was green. It was like a whitish <laughs> silverish color. And, you know, we would get up in the morning and there'd be presents and, you know, we'd open them up and all this. And, uh, you know, of course you never cared about robes or anything like that. You only cared about, you know, your toys. And I remember one year right. I got a red Schwinn bike. Oh yes, wow! Yeah. I mean, Schwinn, yo. I'm telling Schwinn you, y'all. Mm-hmm. Back in the seventies, yo. Yeah, this yo. was <laughs> this was the bike to have, and it was red. So you know, it was like having a red sports car for like a seven year old, right? You know, yes. It's like like having a red Corvette or a red Ferrari. <clears throat> and I love this bike. And as it turned out, somehow the combination of my, you know, my uh, uh, prepubescent quads. And this bike, it was the fastest bike on the block. I could beat anybody. <laughs> I could beat them all, yo. We would go racing, and in, in, in Chicago, you know, they've got alleys in between the houses and stuff, you know. So it's like, yeah. so like if you have a block, you know, you could cut through the alley and ride the whole length of the block to get through there. We'd ride, race in the alley, and I could beat everybody in this. It was the fastest bike in the neighborhood, yo. Wow. And I remember of course I'm a I'm a dumb like like Dwight said I'm a young dumb kid. I'm not responsible. I'm not thinking. And I oh, left the bike parked on the back porch at a house and I went in the house and something Ooh. happened. Start watching cartoons or something. Came back out, you know, it was like, "Oh man, it's almost getting dark. Let me go get my bike." Somebody stole my bike, man. Yeah, yo, damn. Oh, Shot town Vic, man. yo. That shit was <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I, Dang, I, have, I have never forgiven that person whoever that person is I I shit on you I cast you out <laughs> I reject you you stole my bike but another thing too I mentioned that my, my parents were uh, were uh, were very young uh, young parents and my father mm, yeah. was not a, he was not a, a good a good dad he was 
you know, drinking and smoking and carousing and, and, and hanging out and, you know, just was not a good dad. And I remember my mother told me, uh, she told me that one Christmas when we were kids, my father left on Christmas Eve morning to go to work Man. and uh-huh. did not come back until the day after Christmas, that, that night, the day after Christmas. Didn't come back Christmas Dang. Eve, didn't come Christmas Day, and didn't show up until the day after Christmas. Dang. And my grandfather, my mom's uh, dad, who, who in many ways was my hero as a, as a kid, he had to come over on Christmas Eve and put all the toy, help her put all the toys together so we would have toys in the morning. Mm. So anyway, uh, but that's a really distinct... Christmas memory I remember memory I have is that that red bike that mm-hmm. red Schwinn and for any like Dwight said for anybody who knows this the Schwinn was the thing yo Schwinn's the yes, Schwinn was sir. the thing yes when you hear yeah, Warren G say and hey DJ I jumped on my Schwinn and then nodded to the homies alright then that's what we did right. <laughs> that's, it. that's, that's it. what you did <laughs> yeah yo yeah. oh yeah, yeah. man I think I was still, I was still kicking the big wheels back then, yeah. I was the big wheels and the damn um, what was that? The green machine, the green machine, yeah. Yeah, the green, the green I machine, yeah. I had a big wheel. I had a big wheel. Big yeah, wheel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, as for me, man, you know, a very distinctive memory um, is um, when we moved from uh, East Atlanta to actually out to Decatur, uh, out in the suburbs, uh, when I was ten. Um, straight from the deck, yeah. Like straight to the deck, yeah. Yeah, straight to the deck, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so just, just coming from, you know, living in apartments all my life to going out to the suburbs, and that was our first house, our first real house, you know what I'm saying? And um, my dad had um, taken his, uh, I think his uh, profit sharing, no, no, he had taken his 401k or something like that out of the company that he had worked at for years, he worked for Ivan Allen here in town for about 20-something years at that point. <clears throat> and um, he was like, you know, um, earlier that year before we moved, we had actually gotten broken into. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and my dad was just like, yeah, it's time to go. Time to go. Get out of these apartments. So we did that, moved into our first house and everything. And it took everything we had, apparently. You know, because that first Christmas in the house was nothing. We put the tree up, but nothing underneath that tree. So we get up on Christmas morning. We know there's nothing going to be there, but you're tense. So you're expecting, I don't know, maybe there might be something. Maybe maybe a <laughs> maybe miracle might happen. A Christmas happen. miracle. <laughs> right. No, no, just, just crickets, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and while I wasn't totally deflated or anything, my dad, he did, you know, rest his soul, my dad did promise me, he was like, look, next Christmas, it's not going to be anything like this. Okay, I promise you. I remember him saying, I promise you, it's not going to be anything like this. So, that next holiday season, 1991, oh man, I remember it so clearly. Um, he comes to us and he says, okay, I want you to make a list of everything that you want. Look through these catalogs. We can go to Lionel's Play World. The, 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 we can yeah, go to yeah, Toys R Us. Yes. <laughs> Service merchandise. Was, was, 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, service merchandise. Wow. Yeah. You did it back, bro. Wow. I don't know if I remember that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but, wow. but yeah, what had happened was um, the reason why he said and he told he promised us that the next Christmas was not gonna be anything like that was was that he wasn't able to take out the rest of his uh, profit sharing from the company, from Ivan Allen, until that following year. So once that cleared and all the tax stuff and all of that got done, he had a sizable chunk. I mean, a, a just a big nut to really work with. So that Christmas of 91, he said, make a list. Whatever you want, you put it on that list, and I guarantee you will get it. And sure enough, he got every single thing on that list. To nice. this day, he's, he got me a Terminator 2 board game, which I still have. Nice. I still wow. have it. That's why I hold on to it, man, because he got me for that Christmas. Now, that was a fucking Christmas miracle. When we got up that morning, Christmas 1991, it was a wonderland. I, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. It was a wonderland, man. I, I, I'm, I'm tearing up thinking about it now, man, because just God, he promised that and he made it happen and just everything. Like, there was nothing left off of that list. Nothing. Nothing. And to go from when we first moved into that house, we didn't have anything, man, to that following year where it seemed seeming seemingly like we had everything it was just it was just it was just fantastic man it was just fantastic and um i'll always just remember that for sure man that is one of my if not my most enduring christmas memory as a child you know yeah that's awesome well that is an excellent excellent place to stop yeah yeah on the uh The, the the parental exploits of one Johnny Johnson. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> That's awesome, man. concludes this episode of Sidebar Forever, hosted by Dwight Clark, Swain Hunt, and Adrian Johnson. You can find us online at sidebarforever.com. Any emails or questions can be directed to us at sidebarforever at gmail.com. And also, subscribe to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram.